You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Bruce Brothers Podcast number two. We are live at Secreto Cigar Lounge. I am Harry Weaver, co-host Wayne Phillips, and a host of other Bruce Brothers in the house. And we will do what we always do for the culture and talk about beer and other spirits again we are live at secreto cigar lounge so we have a a few sticks and a few glasses of uh we spirits. don't know what we're drinking yeah. we don't it's just i just somebody passed me a glen karen and i started drinking so okay that's yeah. how we do that's how we do so what do we have on the agenda this evening uh grady what's on the what's on the list well, well, well first of all we, we've got a couple new additions with us right. tonight yes so, yes so, we so do. let's go around and and uh start and have an introduction from everybody Starting over here with, with, with Christian. What's going on, everybody? This is Christian, the rookie of the group, coming back for a second time. Andrew here as well for the first time. Yeah, that's Mark Donkers. I'm here again. I'll, I'll talk <laughs> less this time. Adam checking in here for the Bruce Brothers podcast. And once again, Grady live and direct. There you go. He always yeah, wanted to have a sexy voice. I gotta, you know, I gotta try. You don't talk like that. White. No, you don't yeah, never talk on, like Barry that. White. You'll never find. More like Alan talk. This is uh, Brian checking in first time and not the last time. All right. All right. Uh, today we're going to talk about beer, cigars, and bourbon. And, and, and also, uh, Ronnie, the owner of Secreto, has, has brought us a few beers that he wants us to sample and let him know should he carry these regularly for his patrons. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll okay. start on those and some quality uh, control. Yeah. Yes, figure indeed. out what, what he needs to do. And mm-hmm. hey, I'm sorry, we've got a guest on the line. Yeah, we got Bernard on the line. Founder, co founder. All right. All right. But is he really a guest? I changed that to founder, <laughs> founder, co-founder of the group. I want to make sure that we uh, that we acknowledge and give a shout to AYV Lifestyle Systems Clothing Systems. Uh, Anthony Temple of stores over in Royal Oak. He uh, outfitted us with some shirts and hats and whatnot. So I definitely want to make sure we give him some. Uh, make sure we give him a shout. Known him for about twenty some odd years and. Uh, he was kind enough to make sure we were all set up. All right. Um, which of these beers are we going to start with? She oh. opened this one first. She yeah. opened that one first, so, so let's start with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one, I don't even know how to say the, the uh, name of it. but It's, it's uh, always a good start. I don't know how to pronounce it. Brian <laughs> Stefaner. Hey, I mean, it's got to be good, right? right? It has to be good if you can't pronounce Half it. That's a Weiss beer. Oh, Okay. Something German, but it says Sierra Nevada on it. Oh well. So it must so be I wanted to follow the uh, the German the uh, purity laws about beer because you're going to have a certain amount of ingredients in a German beer. I, I hope you got. What, what are those ingredients, Grady? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Top of my head, I have to get back. Well, you to know, that. While, while Grady's figuring it out, I do have a couple questions yeah. for the group, if we don't mind, mm-hmm. because Grady just sounded like a beer snob. He did. I did. I am. He just sounded like a beer snob. So. Apparently not a German beer snob, though. But. Okay. Uh, I have a quiz. And this quiz is, am I a beer snob? So we've got a series of questions. I want everybody to go around and, and see what their responses are. Uh, the first statement is, I have a strong opinion about beers and don't hesitate to make them known, occasionally at length. Christian? Uh, I would say occasionally. I would say yes. Brian's a yes. I'm a yes. All the time. Yeah, I'm known in my group to be the beer snob. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely a yes. There's no question. Okay. Okay, next question. My friends look to me for beer recommendations. Yes. All the time. Yes. Yes. Everybody's yes. a yes, yes on that? Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I can spot a good or bad pour from across the bar. Oh, we <laughs> Chrissy back then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everybody's a yes on that. Yes. Bernard. Okay. All right. Here it is. 
I can't remember the last time I had a generic light beer. Okay, maybe it was at oh. my cousin's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew had one, uh, what, two days ago? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But to his credit, he had that after having several incredibly strong barrel-aged beers. So, balanced it out, maybe. I didn't see proof. Wait a minute. Did Dooman say yes in the background? I mean, he's living down in Atlanta now, so I know he's drinking terrible beers. (laughs) (laughs) No good beer down there. (laughs) Okay. I have been on one or more. I have been on more than one brewery tour. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Uh, I plan vacations around brewery tours. Yes. 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 Chrissy needs to pull up a chair. (laughs) Okay. I own more than one kind of beer glass. Oh, man. Good Lord. Too many. Okay. All right. Here it is. I own five or more kinds of beer glasses and have rules about what goes in them. Yes. Absolutely. To the chagrin of my wife. Yes. Okay. My friends, my spouse refuse to go into a well-stocked store with me because it will take me hours to examine the different kinds of beer. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I do my beer shopping solo, so. Is that because or, or, she or won't go you? with you? No, because he doesn't want her to go with me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any proof of the receipt. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm drinking a beer right now. Yes. yes. Oh, of course. Of Cheers. Course. Cheers oh, to course. that. Sure. Cheers, Cheers to that. Yeah. All right. If you said yes to three or more, Excuse me, if you, if you say yes to three or fewer, you're a beer snob in training. Oh. Uh, but with interest and dedication, you'll become a full-blown beer snob. Now, if you answered yes to four or more, which I think everybody pretty much answered yes to pretty much all I, of them. I believe so. You're definitely a full-fledged beer snob, but you already knew that. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Okay. I'll take it. I've been called worse. Well, Not today, but I've been called worse. So now that we know that we're all beer snobs here, mm-hmm. along with Bernard, and what are we drinking first? Brian's got the bottle now. Yeah. It's a Sierra Nevada. And it's some- a Hefeweizen. Hefeweizer from Sierra Nevada. And I'm not sure if it's another collaboration it's with a yes. Bavarian style. Weissenfeiner. Yes. Out of, imported hey, to, by a group out of South Carolina. Now, now we don't have video for this podcast um, like we did the last one, but while Brian's passing that beer around, um, there was a group that came up, um, excuse me, a question that came up amongst the group. The, the, the question is the social responsibility between, be, be, uh, the social responsibility from the artwork on the bottles and cans of beers. Is there or should there be any social responsibility for some of the labels and some of the artwork that are on some of these bottles and cans? Thoughts? I think there's absolutely some responsibility. I mean, we've seen a number of bottles and cans from a number of small breweries, um, usually smaller breweries, that there's quite a bit of cultural appropriation going on, as well as some not so flattering images um, of people of color and, and and just not so flattering images in general. Now, I also would like to say that there is a, there's a difference between embracing culture and cultural appropriation. So when I look at a brewery like Monkish, who puts a lot of hip hop references in their beers, what I also know is that the people at, at Monkish have a love for the hip hop culture. And when you go to Monkish, that's what you hear playing. And that's just kind of that's kind of the music you hear playing at the brewery. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the culture that they embrace. So for them, it's just kind of what they do. Um, but w- there are some other breweries that don't necessarily embrace the culture. And some of the things they do almost look like mimicking or mocking uh, the culture, so to speak. Any other thoughts? Agreed. There, there was a, uh, a small controversy about... Uh, four or five months ago, I was a small brewery out of Indiana who put a beer out called Flint Water. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. that one, I mean, uh, you know, we can hear all the jokes about it. You know, people say, oh, too soon. No, that, that's terrible, man. I'm sorry, man. Y- you have a community that's suffering. Um, still suffering. Still suffering. And this has been, what, almost four years now? You know, the, the media has picked it up probably about a year or two ago. Uh, but it, they're suffering, man. And, you know, we have a certain several members in our group who actually go down there and actually supply water. 
I think it, I don't know if he's called it Flint to Flint, I believe. Flint to Flint. And yeah. that's uh, Jason, uh, McGee. Jason McGee. And he's going down there with his family and delivering water and uh, I believe uh, water machines to a lot of residents in the city because they're still suffering. So that one uh, there touched, touched a lot on me. I, and I, I know there's a lot of backlash black, uh, against them and actually discontinued the beer. But the fact that it came out and it was, it was highly publicized and and, and they just thought it was okay until, you know, until the bottom line started hitting them. And, you know, we're starting not, people are not buying the beer and things of that nature. So that, that, that to me is, is, is a tough one. I mean, there's a, tons of examples. I mean, you've seen labels who've been pulled off bottles because it's just bad. I mean, I can give you a couple examples. I mean, there was a, uh, out of, I think it was Noble Brewing. Mm-hmm. They put the, uh, they had the people, I guess the, the brewmaster and some of his, uh, his cast, they had gold fronts in their mouths. And I don't know, I can't recall the name of the beer, but I know it got pulled off the shelves immediately. Right. So, right. I mean, um, just, just a bad look. Again, bad look. when you talk about mocking the culture right. versus embracing the culture. Correct, and, correct, and correct. That line, to me, that line is not very thin. You know no. what I mean? There's a, there's a no. stark difference between mocking the culture, any culture, mocking the culture and embracing or, or paying, uh, paying homage, so to mm-hmm. speak. To a culture, I think along with that, you know, it's a perfect tie-in to we talked about founders on our last podcast in terms of uh, their inclusion and diversity numbers. You know, if you're going to try to be about that culture but don't have anyone uh, in your community or at your workplace that knows that culture, is right. going to come off more as mocking, even if that's not the intent. Is definitely going to come across that way if you know little or nothing about the culture. Agreed. Agreed. And then two, you know, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not representing that culture at all in your workforce, it becomes that much worse. So if you're if you're capitalizing off of images of certain people, um, or images that are, are that conjure up other images of certain people, but those people are nowhere to be found represented in your workforce, whether it be brewmasters, whether it be bartenders, servers, whatever the case might be. That's disingenuous. You still are, are painting yourself uh, or putting yourself in a situation where it looks like you're mocking the culture. All right. We're back. Bruce Brothers live at uh, Secreto Cigar Lounge in Ferndale, Michigan. Right. With guests. With guests. We've got guests in the room for the podcast. Right. We got guests. We got beer. Doesn't get any better than that. And we've got drinks. Yes. Has everyone figured out what they're drinking? No. 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 no okay. Nope. Uh, hey, why don't we call Ronnie over here? There he Since is. We're, we're, we're ready yeah, to, uh, yeah, his fine establishment. His we his establishment Ronnie. We want to figure out what we're drinking. Yeah, you know, we got to know what we're drinking, man. We know what we're drinking, man. You know, we're, we're smoking cigars. We're, yeah, I'm up, smoking Connecticut wrappers. Uh, we've got two Connecticut wrappers. And, and, and what else are we, what are we smoking and drinking, Ronnie? Help us out. Put up a microphone. One, two, I think three. Oh, he needs you in the microphone, Ronnie. Straight up to the microphone, right in it. Four of them are smoking Intemperance, uh, Connecticut Ecuadorians, ECs, and two are smoking Intemperance Brazilian Atapiracos by Romacraft. Okay. By yeah, Romacraft. Yep. Craft after craft beer, right? Correct. Well, not after oh, craft well, beer. But they're big fans of craft beer. That's all they do. Well, we're fans of them then. Yeah. That'll work. You're supporting right. them. Yeah. Now, yeah, now what, what, are we, what are we drinking to go with these? Fine cigars. Okay. Because we had a very interesting discussion in the humidor where we actually paired a cigar to our drinking habits or what we drunk mostly. So I don't know what I have. It smells great, but I'd like to know what it is. Uh, it's got a great nose to it for sure. Okay. I didn't want to do this at all, but I'm going to join this little party for a minute. Yeah, you got to join the party, man. So number six was Who's number six? Harry Weaver. Harry Weaver. And he drank Tullamore Dew Caribbean cask. It was very good. I've not had the Caribbean cask. I've had the Phoenix, but not the Caribbean cask. Okay. Wayne, what did you think about your drink? I thought my drink was, was nice. It, it, it was smooth, not a lot of bite. Um, I'm drinking an Irish whiskey. Am I? He's drinking an Irish whiskey. He's drinking okay. Tullamore. <laughs> okay. But now the question is, what do you taste in the finish? 
on the finish. Yeah. It's almost, it's, it's slightly peaty on the finish. Interesting. So that's going to be the cider cask. Mm. Okay. Tell them more cider cask? Yep. Okay. So, Grady, yes. one of my favorite names in life. Mm-hmm. That's right. I wonder why. If I didn't care. If I... <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, what did you think about what you were drinking? Because I listened to some stuff you were saying in the uh, humidor. I, I asked about a, a cigar. I wanted a full body. I want a, I want a bold cigar. Okay. And, and this one here, I don't... It's got a wonderful nose. I can tell you that. It's kind of spicy. It's got a little bite to it. In. That's a Clyde Mays Alabama style. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so I wasn't a big fan of that when it came out, but I've grown to like that in cocktails. What kind of cocktails do you yeah. make with it? Maple Old Fashioned I like to do with that. Okay. Ah, okay. It's good. It's very good. Maybe because I'm not talking into the mic. Yeah. So you want me to French kiss this thing? <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Don't act like you've never done it before. Right. Um, Come on, Jill Scott. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think about what you're drinking? I kind of agree with Grady. It's got a little bit of spice in the front and on the finish. Okay. Uh, it's got a little bit of sweetness. I'm guessing it's a bourbon. Because it's got a lot of corn to it, too. Okay, it tastes you... a little bit young. Okay. How young? <laughs> like uh, six, maybe eight years. So far, we've got one expert on the panel. <laughs> ah. Old Charter, eight year. Nice. Nailed it, yeah? Nailed it. That's I impressive. Was gonna be good. I told you, so far, we have one expert on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. All right. Uh, mine is kind of sweet. Uh, not too much of a bite. Um, smooth, not harsh. Um, light, light. So, what do you think you were drinking? Uh, not really sure. So, I'm not really an expert, <laughs> I guess. It looks almost like moonshine. Right. <laughs> so really? you're actually drinking a very inexpensive pour that Wayne and I drank last night called Cocannon. Out of uh, Sazerac, yep, Irish uh, whiskey. Yeah. Mm. I almost think to me it tastes like a Glenlivet 12 year when it's watered down. It just, it's a really smooth, light. I hate when people use the word floral note, but I mean, mm. it's just fresh, crisp. It's not, no, exact. I don't like to use the word harshness either when it comes to cigars or booze because if it's harsh, it's either an indicator of a high heat at wood or a spice, it's just something someone doesn't like. Mm-hmm. But there's someone out there that does like it. Right. Lastly, Brian. Oh, this is gonna be good. So, thinking bourbon. Okay. I'm very easy on the nose. So let's preface this by we went to the same high school, so oh. I wanted to do something <laughs> yes. disastrous to this one. <laughs> so continue. Did you both graduate? I did. I, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, bourbon is very easy on the nose, very smooth. I would totally see myself drinking this as like a daily or, you know, like stocking this on a regular basis. Uh, I'm thinking newer, maybe 10 years, eight years, but that's the limit of my experience. Definitely nowhere near Andrew's experience with bourbon. So I'm going to tell you that there's a guy out there that's going to be very flattered by everything that you said. Um, big name, but just not in this industry. Um, he sang a song about a chick named Kiki. So this is actually Drake's whiskey called Virginia Black. Seriously? Yes. The most, it, it's like people talk about it almost at some point, like just because of who made it and the bottling of it, like we were smoking Black Maple Hills, Oregon. Yeah, I probably Regular never would have right, right? tasted it. So like arguably one of the worst dreams. Ever. Then, then people like compare it to like all these. So as a daily drinker, it's not bad. The packaging is bad. It's a pretty solid drink. It's great for cocktails. It's great for if you're just drinking just to drink. I mean, it's not one of those things. It's not a, the packaging and the price points on it made it high. So I picked that one especially for him because he so looked like the Kiki fan. <laughs> Brian, it is good. Are you with me? <laughs> so, yeah, so we had Irish whiskeys at the table, some bourbon, and then we had a couple whiskeys out there that were, I personally... Graded that Alabama? Yeah. Yes, yes. So I've made customers cocktails with that. And 
we make all of our cocktails with Weller's 107. Okay. Our Mickelow Fashion is done with that. Sazerac Rye we use for our Manhattan. Okay. I'll switch it up sometimes. Wayne likes to do his with scotch. We do Bravehearts like that. Um, we make those same cocktails with scotch. We use Glenn Farkless for those. But in this instance, I did those for some customers. They loved it. They so are you about to make me a maple loaf? So fashion? I was going to ask for one next. No, uh, I'm going to let the bartenders do their thing. I'm going to stick to the cigar thing. Ah. Fair enough. As long as somebody makes it. So how did everybody enjoy their cigars thus far? <laughs> Very good. I yeah. did. Yeah. All right. So, so, Ron, before you get out of here, we got to ask you one question. Sure. So can you explain to us how did you get into this whole cigar scenario? I, mean, I want to know what made you say, hey, I want to open this spot up, or do you have a long history of cigars, or... Yeah, so that's a really, really long story, so I'm going to give you the, give me the clip most brief synopsis I can give you. Um, I thought I was retired, and I wanted a hobby, and my okay. hobby got expensive. That's the easiest way to put I it. I know a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Expensive so, hobbies, yeah. It's yeah. still just a hobby. It's just, just a hobby. Yeah. Wow. I'm not, I haven't figured out a way to achieve success yet. When I get there, I'll let you know. And when I hit the success, you probably won't be able to find me. So no, <laughs> we're, we're, no, I'm going to find you, man. I'm going to be right, right there with you. I'm glad you. I'm glad I'm hosting you guys. Yeah, man, we appreciate. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Sure. At least one of you at this table is a guy I really care a lot about, and that would be Harry Weaver, my man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he does come. He, he comes with one guy that says that's all right with me. He's actually brought you all here. <laughs> he prefers to call this day Wednesday, but you know, myself, I like to call him Wine always. <laughs> Shout out to Wednesday. Appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Thank you again for hosting us. We Thanks, appreciate Ronnie. your uh, hospitality, Thanks, Ronnie. I'm on this stone Appreciate IPA, that. And, man. And, and speaking uh, of Ronnie, resonance. Ronnie's given us some beers that, that he wants us to uh, try. The, the, the stone IPA, we, we've tried that one. We've tried the... Uh, what, was the what was the name of this one again? Vien Stauffener Vien Stauffener Brow Pack. Did I say that right? I thought that that was really clean. It was, it was nice. It was too style. Yeah, definitely the style. A lot of, lot of clothes, a lot of wheat, mm-hmm. very cloudy. I like it as a palate cleanser, actually. Yeah, I'd, yep. I'd say this you know. one, I'm not a fan of that style of beer. Okay. And that one, I could definitely Yeah, I would drink that. One. Yeah. Now, that, that stone, on the other hand, in, in terms of a palate cleanser, it's the opposite. Very resonant. Kind very of a, resonant, a, yeah. A really to style West Coast IPA. Exactly what you would expect from stone. What about that New Holland Hoptronics? Nothing remarkable. Not uh, okay. We've got uh, next one. Say no to that one. Bell's Cherry Stout. Next up, gentlemen, let's let's see what we think about the Bell's Cherry Stout. Is that a thirtieth anniversary stout? No, that's not a thirtieth anniversary. Just a Cherry Stout. Cherry Stout. Standard version. So of the of the first three, Ronnie should keep the. Maybe kick out the Hoptronics. Hoptronics. Yeah. Keep the. We step in our raw pack. Yes. Keep that one. Keep, uh, keep the stone. Keep, keep the, the stone. stone. Keep stone IPA. And get rid of the Hoptronics. Yes. No so no far. Hoptronics. Okay. We can support better brew than, than that stone. It's in not Michigan. in the box, though. It's not in the box. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, too. I'm pretty biased to the stone IPA. Yeah, I don't think there is any old nation in the box. My first entry into craft beer few years ago was it was stone ipa okay i'm gonna ask you about that good segue brian see see and i remember the first time i had it went out bought a case of it regretted buying a full case after a while kind of all tasted the same but then so i kind of went away from it after for a few years and last year when i was out at pine out with the wife and kids at a uh, jason moraz concert i believe it was jason moraz they had that there and so i grabbed a can of the stone ipa love it Love my hazy IPAs, love the Midwest IPAs, but there's also uh, something to be said about West Coast IPAs. You like that hop, huh? I do like that hop. Like those 420s? <laughs> I do like some of those 420s. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you know, this past weekend was in San Diego and was able to, uh, we were talking about the other question about, you know, friends and family and, and enjoying your beer. So I took my mom and my brother out to Stone Escondido. Okay. You know, their first time at Stone Escondido. And they enjoyed it. And I must say, if you're ever in San Diego, it is a must-visit. 37-minute lift ride from uh, downtown San Diego. It's a great place to go. Plenty of beers on tap, including Stone IPA. You didn't make your way out to uh, Fieldworks this time? 
No, that's a little far from San Diego. San Francisco, right? Yes. Yeah. Modern Times is down there, though, right? Yeah, they're down there as well. Yeah, there's plenty of breweries down there to pick from. So what was your favorite while you were out there? Uh, we didn't have we didn't have too much time to do any. Uh, we were out there for family stuff. Okay. So we didn't have a whole lot of time. So Stone was the only brewery we went to. But gotcha. I'll tell okay. you, of all my trips there, Modern Times ranks at the top. Um, Stone Escondido, even like the Stone that's right there by the ballpark, is a great atmosphere, low key, easy to get to. Uh, obviously, Ballast Point up in Little Italy mm-hmm. is a great place to go to. They do a lot of their R D up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, even Mission Brewing. Mission Brewing mm-hmm. is a great okay. place to go. We did a brewery tour and we're out there, my wife and I. And we also went to Pizza Port. Okay. That's a great place as well. So if you're headed to California, call Brian about beer. He'll take care of you. Yeah. That Enjoy By series by Stone. Yes, the Stone Enjoy By. Pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Every release is good. I agree. There, there's been one over the past three years that's been kind of moderate. Yeah. But I mean, style-wise, you don't. I, I've not had a better West Coast IPA. I mean, it, especially something you can just go in the store and get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really is true to style. There was one that they just dropped here anyway. It was in a white can. Uh, was it Brave Lion? Oh, the Lion. Oh. Lion Fear. Lion, ahead, yeah. Lion Fear movie? Fear Lion, Lion, Lion Fear yeah. movie, yes. Yes, yes. That one was really nice. Yes. I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, they do good work. Andrew. What's your gateway in, into this craft beer scene? The enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I guess in college everyone was getting into the craft beers, and I had these West Coast hop bombs, and I never liked them. So I steered away from be- craft beer in general, went the bourbon route, got deep into that hole. I've seen your collection. Yeah, I have yeah. a few open bottles. <laughs> a few, a few. So I uh, got into bourbon for a long time, drinking that, and then it seemed to catch on to where it's very hard to get anything new or, or uh, limited releases and things like that. So I'd go into the store and I'd see this barrel-aged bourbon stout. I thought, okay, I can't get a new bourbon today that <laughs> right. I want to try. Yeah, yeah. So let's try something new. Close and I started enough. drinking some barrel-aged stouts and really got into those. I mean, probably the gateway here for that kind of beer is New Holland. You oh, touched yeah. on something interesting with regard to bourbon. For those people who've been drinking bourbon since before it was cool, it's hard because, you know, yeah. we all like the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. And if you're old enough or been drinking it long enough to remember when it came out and you could go to your local store or the store that you're loyal to and get all four bottles for under $500. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were like $65. Yeah, yeah, they were $65, <laughs> right, $70 right, a right. piece. Right. So now you can't get one bottle for three or $400. Unless you know somebody. And even at that, you're not going to get the whole collection. You'll get a bottle. Yeah. And you better make it last. You better make it last because you don't know what next year is going to look like. So I'm going to tell you, Sarani, again, um, as far as that goes, so you have to understand that this year my allocation didn't come with an Eagle Rare or a Sazerac. And you got big buying power. And the thing is, is that every one of our cocktails on our menu features a Sazerac product. But... This city has gone through an explosion. Yes, mm-hmm. right. it really gonna, has. And so they have to gate. The gateway is open now for everybody to get on board, support their entire product line. One of their favorite products that they have that they do is a vodka, actually, Wheatley. Wheatley is so, good. So you have to do all of their product line in order to get an allocation. But then the allocations are shrinking because of the plethora of bars that we have. Mm-hmm. And our downtown area is exploding. So the other thing is that people don't understand that the stores and the bars have to buy so much that for that store owner not to reap the rewards, it's kind of productive for them because they can do barrel pits with a ton of other companies. They can support other brands to get other products that are hard to get, but there's still nothing more sought after than the pappies and the antiques. Yes. Yeah. But I want to ask you guys a quick question about your cigars, everybody who's got a mic. Um, the two guys that smoked the lighter wrappers, the Connecticut's, what kind of notes did you get out of them? What did you taste out of them? We've got... Wayne and Harry Weaver on deck on those two. So when I came in, you asked me if I wanted a full body or a mild cigar. When I do, on the rare occasion I smoke a cigar, it's a mild cigar because I don't like anything that overpowers what I'm drinking. I'm more of a drinker than I am a smoker. Um, So this one is really nice in terms of being mild, and it's got just enough spice to complement what I'm drinking. Um, 
Like I said, really nice uh, spice notes. Nothing overpowering. Really smooth. So that says subtle sweet wrapper on that. It's a Connecticut Ecuadorian. It's by Roma Craft. It's there in Temperance. Um, it's buttery. Slight pepper. Slight yep. Pepper. Subtle pepper. Um, it's a mild to medium-bodied cigar, but it's full flavor. So you can get... I'm not going to slander any brands, but there's a lot of brands out there for 10 to $25 a stick that are in Connecticut that, to me, taste like air. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are buying a band and repping that brand, but really don't have much to me in regards to what their palates have. Their palates don't drive and say to them, hey, I want more. They want less, mm-hmm. and they're comfortable with that. The rest of you guys are smoking a cigar that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my ultimate favorites by the same company. It's also called Intemperance, but it's BA for Brazilian Arapiraca. Um, tell me some notes that you guys got out of your little dark-skinned midgets over there. <laughs> As a, um, a novice to smoking, um, I can tell you that um, it's not a black and mild. It's not a switch of sweet, not a beady. <laughs> not a white that. owl. No, 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 no. So I can tell you that typically... Um, when I do smoke cigars, I usually smoke lighter wrappers. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because I've been told that from, from previous uh, smoking uh, sessions I went to, but I found this one here actually very enjoyable. Um, note-wise, I, I really don't want to tell you I got some great notes because I, I can't really distinguish anything on the top of my head right now. So I'm going to defer because I don't have enough knowledge to tell you what's in there. That's but it's a, good, it's a good cigar. I mean, it, typically, like when I smoke darker wrapper cigars, I get a tremendous head rush. I do not get this one at all. I mean, it's really, So that very cigar fun. has actually got a lot of nicotine in it. It's considered a medium plus the really? full-bodied cigar. Really? But in flavor, more so than a crazy amount of spice. I want you okay. to tell me what you got off yours. See, I'm kind of a rookie, even more than Grady. So that's going to be light espresso notes, light cocoa yeah. notes. I would say there's... Subtle spice. Nicotine is going to be perfect for me. I can be one and done on that cigar. I have to smoke at least five or six of those a week. I love it. It's one of my go-to sticks. I smoke it in a smaller ring gauge. Um, But it's probably one of my top ten go-to sticks for volume smoking, and the price Mm -hmm. points on them can't be beat. I mean, we're talking about... We're all smoking $8 cigars here. Oh, wow. Wow. So when I tell you that it doesn't hurt that the owner's got money, so he's not one of those guys that gouges, but... It's one of those things that he's always kept his prices in line to compete with. His cigars, to me, compete with $15 sticks and crucify $10 sticks. Mm. When he does a $10 cigar, there's gentlemen that are back here with us now that are smoking, like Black Irish, his limited release, Sabretooth, his LE Craft 2018 was phenomenal. Those cigars are all still $10 cigars, except for one of them is 15 bucks. But those smoke like the, I can't even say like a 30 because I don't like the $30 cigars. Their $10 cigars crush the $20 cigars. So one of my favorite blenders, manufacturers out there. Um, so next time you guys smoke them, look for those notes and see if you can find them. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. If you don't, you don't. The most yeah. important thing is the I, I construction really the of the cigar. He prides himself most, and when I say he, they, pride themselves most on construction. And that's what I look for, number one in a cigar. If it doesn't burn, it's not. I can't tell you what it smokes like. Yeah, now, yeah. Ron, Ronnie, you can't. Slam any cigars, but we definitely can share our opinions. <laughs> um, and, and speaking of overrated, that Pappy cigar as a twenty-eight dollar mm. stick, I enjoyed this stick more than I enjoyed that twenty-eight dollar Pappy cigar. I don't know who else, who else smoked that Pappy cigar. Yeah, I think I got you your Pappy cigar. Yeah, yeah, I you know, so I got it from you as well. Uh, so that's the people that make Liga, one of my favorite cigars back in the day done by Steve Saka who's arguably one of my favorite blenders and big body out there period hands down we had Steve here a month and a half ago it's the biggest event we've ever done here never never done volume like that he opened up his own company in Dunbarton he's got me Carita Sobre Mesa he's got his Umbagogs his Nakatamas doesn't stop Sin his new cigar just brilliant at doing big body I would never look to him to do a mild cigar he'd be terrible at it he's great at full body but when he left the company, they did a lot of marketing things. There's a cigar called Kentucky Fire Cured. I've seen um, that. There's a Kentucky Fire Cured Sweet. He's smoking one of the guys here smoking uh, the Swamp Thing, and they have a Swamp Rat as well, which is half Candela. Um, it's a green wrapper. Um, it's actually two-tone on that one. But marketing machine. People's eye catches something on the shelf. They buy it. And the whole Pappy thing, I mean, let's... 
be honest. There's nothing you couldn't put the name Pappy on that's not going to sell at least once. Right, right, right. And right. I've never once offered the cigar to a person, ever. I actually gave one to Wayne at a significant discount for him to try. I wanted his opinion, but his opinion pretty much was my opinion. You paid for a Pappy name, and that doesn't... It's not one of those things I like to do, but, you know, gouging him, someone who's got a couple bucks he can spare. <laughs> I had to get rid of the cigars at some point. But I'll leave you guys now to go back to beer and booze. Um, one question for you before sure. you go. Do they bourbon barrel age cigars? You know, unless I see something done with my eyes, they all say they barrel age. Okay, so there's a ton of companies out there that say barrel aging. Now there's ones that they, the marketing machine behind them has them, you know, to go with craft beers and it's everything is the word craft to me is always Roma craft. <laughs> That's they're the first to use that word in the industry and everybody else. Now Monte Cristo's got a craft. Those are, I'm not going to give kudos to the companies that have done the word craft in their names. But yeah, I mean, this barrel age thing has taken off. I mean, Perdomo's got it on all of their cigars now. So there's a lot of people that do it. And, you know, it's one of those things. I think that whenever there's something trendy, guys are going to get on that bandwagon. But um, I'm not one of those kind of guys. So I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to slander the cigar. It's just not one of my go-tos. It's not one of the cigars I ever go to. So maybe that was slandering. I don't know. I still saw so It was well-coded. Yeah, still a Liga guy, but just not on a daily. And hey, on that I'm a note, big fan of that Liga Bravada number nine. I'm a T-52 guy. So. See, now I've got to try Liga Bravadas. I'm not, I'm not nearly as well-versed on cigars as I am beer and spirits. But I know what I like. Uh, Monte Cristo number two is what kind of got me into smoking cigars. And then there's a short list of others that I've had. The Oliva V and Oliva G's I like. Um, I, I really like this one. Wayne gave me a butter cigar. Phenomenal. Oh, Phenomenal. Yeah, Phenomenal. <laughs> if I was stranded on a Andrew. desert island and I needed a cigar, that's the one I want. Shout out Robert Caldwell. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple minutes. but And before we, before we leave for our first break, Adam, tell us how you got in this. Well, I got in with uh, going downtown, went to uh, Atwater Brewery, Mm. got into the Hot Blonde. I like the name to start. Mm. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Then went over, tried a couple other breweries downtown, went to the uh, Motor City, got the Ghetto Blaster. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I just started experimenting, going to the local stores and just... Grabbing a variety pack or whatever I could get, dabbling in the craft, and haven't gone back since. Trial and error, right? Trial and error. Okay, now for you, did, did, did you bring your wife into the game or did she bring you? Oh, well, I brought her in. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's shaking her head like, yeah. <laughs> she was she was into the summer shandies, the line and kugels. Matt Bush. Matt Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Miller. <laughs> now she's she's all about the dark stouts. Mm. She's like loves the bourbon barrel age. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's my partner in crime when we go out on the tours. We used to do wine tours. Now we're doing brew tours. Good deal. We did the whole Leonal Peninsula with all the wineries and everything else. And now we're going a little bit further west or a little further east and going over and hitting the uh, east side and hitting some more of the breweries. Going down through. Um, Grand Rapids. We did that last year. We went out to Grand Rapids and did the. She's throwing her second second opinions at me. I can't even hear her. Columbus. She went to Columbus. Oh, yeah. You we know went you down heard to Columbus. Columbus Brews. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. just missed the grand opening of the hotel, the Brew Brew Dog Hotel. Yeah, Brew Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there a month before they had opened. We might go down, down next year and go to the state that Brew Dog Hotel. That was part planning. A month away? Yeah. Poor <laughs> right. planning. You brought up Atwater and them getting you started. Um, yeah. I used to live five minutes away from Atwater. And um, they used to brew a beer called The Chronic. It was a double IPA. It was 9.5%. Yeah. And they used to have $2 Tuesdays. And I would go and put a $10 bill on the bar every Tuesday. And barely walk out of that place. Unfortunately, <laughs> I only live five minutes away. However, there was one summer where they brewed too much, and they were selling cases for $10. And I wow. bought two cases of Chronic, 
went through both of the cases in a weekend. It wasn't just me, but it was mostly me. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And I should I should have bought three or four because of course I went back and they were like, oh, "Yeah, no, we're done. Yep. There's, there's no more." Um, but it, it was really good, and I don't know why they stopped making it. It should have been a staple for them. I yeah. remember uh, Motor City Brewery did the same thing with the uh, summer brew. Mm, okay, Two years ago they they brewed it. It was scarce. Yep. Then one year they just exploded with the, the number of bottles, and then in the season you got a case for ten bucks. And it was like, wow, at one point in time, that was my favorite beer. Mm-hmm. That, that summer brew by, by, by Motor City. I um, need them to do that strawberry rhubarb uh, Belgian again. Yeah, that was nice. Speaking, yeah. speaking of, let's, let's get on these last three before we cut the break. Uh, we, we had passed around this uh, Bell's Cherry. Keep it. Keep, keep it. it. Um, keeper. You didn't like it, it Donkers? Keeper? No, it's fine. But, I mean, uh, I mean, do you really want to keep that I don't think it's as tart as it's been in previous bottlings. I've had it before and it had a little more bite to it. Yeah, usually yeah. it has a little bit of a sour tinge to it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah I don't like cherries. So. But still, I mean, that's seasonally effective. It's a stout. That you don't like cherries. Yeah, no, I don't like cherries. I, I, I would agree with Trisha on that. <laughs> like Bell's, Bell's the, the TC barrel aged. Yeah. Stout. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I agree. If I had a choice of what I was going to keep in bottles underneath the bar, I'd say no. You wouldn't keep well, a few around? If you want to have I'm sure this question is, is really just for rhetoric's sake, but the next one is Expedition Stout. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, that should be on there. That should yeah. be a staple at every establishment in the state. Right. Everybody should have Expedition Stout, if they can get it on tap, on tap. But absolutely in bottles. No yeah, excuse to right. not have it in yeah. bottles. And, and, and the last one we had was the uh, Backwoods Bastard. That's oh, yeah. Not, now that's regular? No. That's yeah. a staple. Keep no, it. I yeah. Keep it. Yeah. Keep, keep it. You say no? No? Not a fan. Not a fan. Really? You really? Not a, I mean, they're okay. I mean, I, I don't go to them regularly for sure. Um, I think um, – Boulevard put a whole series out not too long ago, mm-hmm. which was which was phenomenal. Um, they did the scotch on scotch, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This this is light compared to like the Cubans. Like, yeah. That mm-hmm. was my intro into scotch. Ah. Scotty Karate. Oh. Scotty Karate. Scotty Karate. Great. I used to I love Scotty Karate. Yeah. Scotty Karate from Dark Horse. Great beer. Yeah. But the barrel aged. Horrible. Oh. Horrible. I don't know why they bothered to do that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd rather have the regular than over. Yeah, sure. Election. So, so basically, we had, for the most part, expedition style was unanimously a keeper. Uh, the stone was unanimous. Stone was unanimous. The brow pack was unanimous. unanimous. Backwoods bastard, short of Grady. You yep, call so it unanimous because he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> one, so oh, I know what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, pass that bottle down here, please. Go ahead and finish it for me. Cherry Stout was uh, 50%, yeah. half and half. And the Hoptronics was a, was a no. unanimous on no. No. Yeah, I think we still have no. something left in here. All right. You know, that's bad when we got something left in a 12-ounce <laughs> bottle with seven guys, eight guys. Yeah. That's, that, that says a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't give it a knock it off. All right, well. We'll go ahead and take a yeah, quick we'll break. Yeah, we'll go into our first break. Right. And uh, you are listening to the Bruce Brothers Podcast. We'll be back shortly. Bruce Brothers, episode two, broadcasting from Secreto Cigar Lounge in lovely Ferndale, Michigan. Cigars, beer, and bourbon. Cigars, beer, bourbon. Who could ask for more than that? Uh, we're getting ready to get into... Uh, this beer advocate. Everybody seen the beer advocate list? Top fifty beers. Yes. And and, and so what we'll do is, is is let's go through the list. We'll work our way up to number one and see which ones you had and like to discuss and what you think <laughs> of the list from Beer Advocate. We're actually gonna start with number fifty two. And so instead of the top fifty, we'll start at fifty two, which I think fifty two is a kind of a favorite. Mm-hmm. Out of three Floyds. Zombie dust. Zombie, Zombie dust. dust. Hey, when it's fresh, there is not a better representation of that style than zombie dust. Right. Drink, drink it within uh, fourteen days. Yeah, catch it within a couple of weeks. Right. right and for right. those not familiar, when I say it's true to style, it's a pale ale. It's an American pale ale. 
Beautiful, beautiful beer. Midwest Pale Ale. Beautiful beer. Um, can go with just about anything. I love to have it with a meal because it doesn't over. It, it always complements whatever I'm eating. Um, so definitely, I, I think it it might belong in a spot higher than 52. Well, four years ago, it was it was the best. It was the best APA there was. Mm, right. Okay. So you know now now everybody's uh, going along with uh, decent IPAs and APAs, but uh, four years ago it was uh, the best best one you could get out there. Three, three Floyds. Three Floyds. It was staple. staple. Yep. Yep. Checking in at 51 is Flora Plum from Hillstead Farms, Hill Farmstead Brewery, Belgian Saison. Never had it. I've not had it. Not a Saison fan. I've not had that one, though. <laughs> well, I've been to Hill Farmstead, but I haven't had that one, though, that I recall. Yeah, Donkers, I know you've had that one. I have not. You've I'll, not had however, that one? I've had most of Hill's Farmstead. Okay. And, I, uh, I mean, most most of the group is not there. There's not sour bros. I, I have had that one and sour Wayne tart. It's tart, not sour. Tart Wayne, my bad. It's tart, not sour. Um, checking in at number fifty is Double Dry Hop Congress Street from Trillium. Yep, a New England IPA. It's good. Yeah, it's always a winner. Trill, Trillium's Trillium's hot. Okay, really good. Checking in at forty nine is Double Galaxy, also from Hill Farmstead Brewery. Never had another it. New England IPA. Okay, uh, at 48, also from Trillium, Headroom. Headroom is good, too. New England IPA. Yep, yep. Wow, this is something. At number 47, Westy 12. Oh, Oh. only 47? 47. Checking in at 47. That's crazy. Haven't had it, but I do have a bottle. Okay. You want me to share? Maybe if you're lucky. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Brian, uh, I mean, Westy's great, but you, I, I don't know how old your bottle is. It's uh, probably two years old when I picked it up. Oh, you got lots of time then. Yeah. A few so years is, it be- is it better with age? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, I, maybe. A couple of, couple of years are couple good years. on it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to let it go too long. But, but a, lot if- of, a lot of people say you can age it for... However long you want, it's quad after all. Isn't that true? A few years ago, that would have been ranked up there in one of the top ten beers. Absolutely, easily. Now it's checking in at forty-seven. Huh. At forty-six, Bourbon County Grand Stout, AB Bev. Boo. Ah. <laughs> you know what though? I, I, I'll say though. Who's who's prepping? Who's prepping for Friday morning? You know what? Friday it's it's a, it's a solid beer. I'm not I'm not going I'm not going to lie and say it's not good. I had a sixteen. A couple of days ago, and it was phenomenal. It, it really was. Um, I think that uh, that infection scare turned some people off. I know it turned me off, and I shouldn't call it a scare. They were infected. That that infected yes, batch. Um, yeah, I, right. I think I think people turned off from it. But that sixteen that I had the other night was uh, was incredible. Checking in at forty five. Local favorite KBS, mm. or is it still a local favorite? Still a local favorite. Still a local favorite. I mean, Michigan people are going to honk on it a little bit harder than other people because I mean, we buy it. Yeah. I'm always going to get it. Whereas you know, uh, my my friend Steve Rattel, Brew's brother, mm-hmm. he's out in Portland. It sits on the shelf out there. Wow! It, it wow! Stacks. You could you could buy it for under price after a while. I've got to say, these last three would have been top ten beers. Easy. Just a few years yes, ago. Easy. And yes, now indeed. they're barely making the top 50 list. The competition is stacked yeah. up. You know, think about Portland, you've got double stack, you've got other options out in, in Portland, too. So, you know, totally based on what's available in your market. Right. KBS is great. It's consistent. And I think we touched on this on the last episode, but when you talk about beers like KBS and Bourbon County, the truth of the matter is that the industry is caught up. And yep. so there was a time where KBS was it. You weren't going to find another beer that style yep. anywhere. But now, not everybody, but several breweries are making a beer that, that, that is that style. That's comparable in yep. quality oh, and, yeah. qu- and comparable in taste. A lot of people making the beers now had that and said, oh, that tastes good. Yeah. Right. Let's make beer that Let's tastes like that. Let's clone it. Right, yeah. Which is a shout-out to you know those that have created them. In their, you know, thinking like OG. what Founders has done. Yeah, Founders is an OG you know? with that. Yeah. You know, they created a, a, a beer style that people love and crave, and so now others are following on, which is a great shout-out to what they've accomplished. Same Just thing like with Dragon's Milk. You know, uh, New Holland, all of this Hoptronics is not... <laughs> 
sitting well with us. Um, dragon's milk. If I go somewhere and they have dragon's milk on the menu, I'm probably gonna get one. Yeah, and if you see triple mash, you better uh, buy it all. You better get it. Yeah, get, buy it all. It. Get every piece. Of <laughs> yes, buy it all. One in the fridge Gr- right Gr- now. Gr- Grady is. Uh, he said he's gonna buy my cellar up. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! If it's for offer, I'll, I'll take it. I will take it all. Great beer. I'm checking in at 44 from Side Project Brewing. Fuzzy. Anyone familiar with Fuzzy? I've not had anything no. from Side Project. Neither. That's an American wild ale, so I'm sure Grady would be a big fan. I, I, I'll not my pass. style. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have, but I'd have it's to a check, double Grady check board. my thing. Uh, check your database. Worth, yeah, check my <laughs> check on tap. <laughs> uh, it's quick, quicker than my database. <laughs> at 43, we, we're checking in with Bourbon County Vanilla. Oh. The OG? Is that new or the old? It doesn't give a d- doesn't give a year, so I'm guessing it's the new. Um, and I mean, again, years ago, that would have been well, top five. Four, 14. 14 vanilla. Phenomenal. Yeah. Think, think uh, brother Dan Hahn for sure. Uh, a yes. couple of bottles Happy of birthday, Daniel Hahn. Oh, every day. Every day. Every day is his birthday. 42, double citra. Another hill farmstead. Yep. That's pretty darn good. Uh, 41, Grande Negro Voodoo Pappy. Bourbon Barrel Age out of Voodoo Brewery. I haven't had it, but it sounds like it sounds I should. Very good. And yeah. American Imperial Stout checking in at twelve and a half percent. A lot of love for Voodoo. A lot of love for Voodoo. They've done they've done some great work. Okay. Okay. At forty, we've got a, a, another familiar one at King Soup. So mm. good. Yep. Yeah. So good. Yep. Very good. Yep. Yeah. Thirty nine uh, out of Firestone, uh, Parabola. Good. Yeah. Sounds yeah, about right. Style. Every every year. Yeah. Parabola is a solid, ne- consistent beer. Never miss. And we've got uh, Degar checking in at 38 with its Nectarine premiere. <laughs> Tart Wayne. Have, haven't had that, but I, the sourness of Degar. No. Uh, yeah. Well, with the Nectarine, <laughs> I would think it's tart, not sour. <laughs> you know, Degar. Also, when it look, a fruit lambic is checking in at 37 with Cantillon, Lou Pepe. Oh, yeah. Not familiar. Haven't had that. Hey. Uh. 36, Duck Duck Goose from Los Angeles. Uh, too Los many Abbey. sours on the list for too most of us. Too many sours on the list for most of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, losing me with the sours, man. Okay. Uh, 35, Triple Sunshine IPA. Had it, good. It's not right. sweet. Okay. Not, not completely different than, obviously, the double. You know, double. Who's the, How uh, does it do with its 10.3? What's the brewery? Uh, that's Lawson. from Lawson's, Lawson's Finest, yep. Sips of Sunshine. Oh, yeah, and Sips of Sunshine. It's good. Sips of Sunshine. It's definitely, solid. I'd say it's a little boozy, but more sweet than anything from what I remember. Okay, Almost like the uh, Dogfish 120. Yes. Yeah. I'm wondering who put the list together because we got another Hill Farmstead. <laughs> little, little East Coast bias. Abner I've had is good. Abner's checking in at 34. Oh, okay, 33. Here's a one that Morningwood. Yep. Funky Buddha. Yes, yep. sir. Very yep. good. Absolutely. Legit. Yes. All right. Thirty-two dinner from Jake. Maine Beer Company. Yeah, very Maine. good. Very good. I've had lunch. Yeah, not dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Treehouse makes his first appearance at thirty-one with Double Ganger. Yep. Anybody familiar with the double? I haven't had the oh, double ganger. You, no, double no, double, 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 double ganger. I've had, double, I've had double ganger, but yeah. not double ganger. Hugo brought it to your Is it really? house yeah. All right. in the summer. Okay. Or maybe Dan. And and thirty, the OG, OG. Pliny, the elder. Blind pig's better. I will agree with that. Yeah, blind of the elders good. Yeah, consistent, but blind pig. Blind to me, pig. Yeah. You've had the. Uh, you've had younger, right, Brian? Yes. That's a little bit farther up the list. I, I think it's on the list. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, Treehouse is back up at twenty nine with. We had that the last time. The first part with the three J's and three S's. Yep. Yep. Julius. Uh, 28, another side project with the old Vermeer. Anyone have that one? Not hip. Nope. nope. Okay, that's no one in the group. You got to reach one. out to Courtney Jameson about that. That's his. Right. That's his. Looks like we need to find a side project to hook up. Oh, oh we have one. Yeah. Oh, do we? Courtney, that's yeah. for you. He's playing possum with the beer, man. <laughs> Stashing for self. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, 27 is Wesley. From Sante Otteris Rustic Ales. It's a sour. Another American Wild Ale, eight and a half percent. S A R S. Yeah. No. 
Now, wow, this is a surprise. I'm sorry, I jumped up. Well, another side project at 26. Anabasis. I've seen it. I've not Courtney, had it. we need to try some of these side projects. Yeah, man. We need what's going on. Like, um, to make this list? Yeah. At 25. 25. Assassin. Had the purple wax, man. And I'll tell you, for the... For the hype that Assassin gets, we had the purple the purple wax at at, at your house, Werner. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. it was good, but was it wasn't. Juho? It was Juho product. Yes, I was I wasn't impressed. My I think hero. Everyone that tried that beer all said exactly what you said. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. Everyone I, said okay, we we've checked it off the list. It's, it's off the list. But I was I was expecting to be blown away, and I wasn't. And go after it. Yeah. At twenty four, we've got another Cantillon. The Fufan. Oh, the Fufune. Fufune. Is that Fufune? Fufune. Fufune. Belgians. Not a fan, man. It's basically French. Really? Sour (laughs) (laughs) ale. I heard it was Tarto. Not really sour. No, that one's pure sour. (laughs) Now, now, this is something. At 23, at 23, after a long lost uh, hiatus, CBS checks in at number 23. This this year's is good. Yeah, this year's last good. year's was okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so CBS checking in at twenty three, at twenty two. Here we go, another side project, a Frambo du Forme. That sounds another solid. Belgian side saison. Well, framboise. Uh, framboise. That's uh, that's French for raspberry. So can't be all bad raspberry. Okay. Well, We've got our first Aylesmith checking in at 21. Speedway Stout, Vietnamese. Solid. Solid. Oh, the Vietnamese. Bourbon Barrel Age. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one Juho brought to the first podcast? We didn't drink it. We didn't open it. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. didn't open it, yes. Oh, what? Juho, you got to bring that one back. Bring that one back, Juho. I didn't see him selling it on uh, Facebook. <laughs> we so. got to bring that one back. At 20, the Double Sunshine. That's good. Nice. Double Sunshine. Double yeah. Sunshine is good. Very good. At 19, Julius. Equally good. Overrated. Really? Really? Over at nineteen. They're, they're saying Julius is better than Julius. Now look. Yeah. I don't want to be a fanboy. I don't want to be a homer. But we talked about this on the first podcast. Old Nation can can bring it. Yeah, absolutely. And and also Ascension is bringing it. That Jay and Silent Bob that just dropped this past weekend is phenomenal. Triple IPA. Super drinkable. Can't detect that it's a triple IPA. Eleven point two percent. Do you have any spare cans? Any spare cans? We might be able to work something out. Right. <laughs> at, at number eighteen, out of Jay Wakefield Brewing, it was all a dream. I used to read Word, Word Up magazine. magazine. Salt and pepper. No, I haven't had it, but Jay Wakefield. Yeah, they make they make really some good awesome. beers. At seventeen, another entry by Treehouse. The juice machine. I heard that juice machine was heavily overrated. I didn't have it, but I remember when it dropped and people were all over the place trying to get a hold of it. And once they did, it was like, eh, it's okay, but not what they were expecting. Right. At 16, checking in out of Goose Island, Bourbon County Coffee. Coffee. Bourbon County coffee was that's solid. The best, that's the best bourbon yeah. coffee. Is we didn't get any in Michigan. I had well, to I, get it from South Carolina. I had coffee and donuts last night. It was pretty good. <laughs> Variants will be available in Michigan this year, I've heard. Well, we'll find out on Friday. We'll find out Friday. At 15, another treehouse, very green. You know, I was disappointed. Disappointed now? I was disappointed in that. I and actually had some kind of a, like a funk taste to it. So it could have been the can, could have been the, the line, the run. But it definitely, to us, when we tried it, it was not what we were expecting. Yeah, I've... Uh, do, you, do you like the regular green? I like the regular green. Okay. I wouldn't... Yeah. We like, actually like the regular green over the very green. I think a lot of times these lists are put together on the hype and, and, yes. and not really on, on, on what the actual product is. Uh, at 14, we've got Angry Chair checking in. With this barrel aged Imperial German chocolate cupcake style. Yes. Yes. Uh, Worth the hype. That, that is stupid good. Very rarely does a beer live up to the hype. That one does. Okay, speaking of hype, at 13, SR71. Mm. 
I, I haven't had it since Brother Chuck Ricotta got it for us like three years ago. But man, it was it was top of the pops right back then. So. At number twelve, Toppling Goliath's back, back to back, Morning Delight. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. Okay, at number eleven, Dre Fontaine Zen E Frontera. A Belgian Lambic. Everybody's looking puzzled on that. Yeah, I've not had that. I I mean, I love Trey Fontaine. They're they're, they're fantastic. But again, they mostly brew sours. So This is a no sour zone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some sour. Some sour zone. I guess. At number 10, we've got Pliny the Younger from Mm. Russian River. Ah, yeah. So I'll tell you what. Pliny the Younger, so a bunch of us from work, call ourselves the Beer Slabs, went up there. It was good. We did the experience, waited in line for four hours. Great time going up there from did San Francisco. Did you drink in line? No, we didn't drink in line. Okay. But I'll tell you what, Pliny the Younger, it was good. It was a great experience, but we wouldn't go back for just it. Just for the beer, more for the experience. More for the experience, more for the friendship, you know, the, the memories. Um, and, I mean, honestly, there's other great beers at Russian River that we would go for mm, before Pliny okay. the Younger. Blind, blind pig. Glad we blind did pig. it. Blind yeah. pig, yeah. Glad we did it. But wouldn't you know? Wouldn't do it again for that particular Match beer. Match on the belt. Yep, it was good. Well, well, here's another one we had checking in at number nine at the first podcast. Fo, legit fundamental yeah. observation. Legit. Yeah, always a winner. Yeah, always oh, yeah. a winner. Yeah. No, it didn't. No, I saw the bottle that in the video. The yeah. It was not. It was double dunk. Double dunk was double dunk. Double dunk. Double dunk was the winner, yeah. was the winner du- du- over, dunk FO. over FO by, by just a bit. I think. Juho it was, was close, but it Ju- was. Juho was, gave it uh, the the flex point. At number eight, three houses, three houses back at King Julius. I'm sorry, King Julius. Yeah, if you can get it, if you can get it. Tree house back to back at number seven, very hazy. I like very hazy. I don't know if it belongs this high on the list, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good, but. Yeah, probably another one with the hype seems, moving seems, it up seems, the list. Yeah. Treehouse, yeah. Yep. Number six, Hetty Topper. Yeah, OG uh, Hetty Topper is legit. I don't know if it belongs it, in the top yeah, six. Surprising though. to see it I, I so mean, high. With, 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 with KBS being down in the forties, Hetty Topper. Topper's fine, but yeah. like it's good. Hetty Topper is consistent. It's a good Northeast representation. Sure, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's the it's the, oh, yeah. it's the OG. It's the OG. It's it the is. OG for it is. for the New England style. And Focal Banger is nothing to sneeze at. I know, no, Focal Banger is not even in the top ten, which is my favorite over Hetty Topper. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know that yet. Well, well maybe yeah, Brian five, does. Five, five, at, at number five, Treehouse is back. King Julius. Okay. You know, <laughs> Juho, where are you? Oh, wait, you're who put, upstate. Who put this list together? At number four, this is beer advocate. At number four, we've got Honopus mm. Imperial Stout Double Barrel Age mm-hmm. from Cigar City. Oh, the double. That's legit. The double, That's good. The, the double Hunapu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's legit. That's the one you gotta That's... be there to get. Yes, Hunapu well, day. Well, you might yeah. be able to. You might be able to get Black market. See, and, and 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 now we're at the top three. Number three, drum roll. <laughs> We've got a perennial artesian ales, barrel age Abraxas. I've Courtney, had, we need some Abraxas, man. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had it, and it is outstanding. We had some Abraxas. I mean, Abraxas. Yeah, we had the regular Abra- one. Abraxas, we had regular Abraxas, Abraxas is nice, but yeah. the barrel age Abraxas is next level. Because we had some Abraxas at the year end party last year, and it was nice. So I can imagine the barrel age is that much better. And I'm cracking Abraxas a couple something. Wayne's Day ago because it was. Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. That says And also Harry's Day. Oh, it's Harry's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Dan's birthday. If Harry likes the spice stout, it's got to be good. Uh, it's nice. At yeah. number two. Yeah. Marshmallow Hanji. Where's Juho? Yeah, where's Juho? He's probably the only one oh, who's had well, it. He's, yeah. he's had it like three. He's posted on three occasions. Now, yeah. what I hear is that drafting table, marshmallow, that drafting, you know, that mean vanilla bean, mallow, that mallow bean is just on par with that handy from folks who tried both. Not according to Juho. Not according to Juho? Well, I'll tell you that marshmallow stout from Ellison was nice, too. 
the gravity, the force, the gravity, gravity. yeah, force of gravity, force of gravity. Force of that was gravity good. Was. We had that like uh, a couple weeks ago at the beer fest. That was yeah. really good. Actually, my wife fell in love. And with before that. I get into good number stuff. one, you know, I'm a little disappointed that Michigan didn't have a better shiny. I mean, there, there, there's no M43, no two hearted, no boss tweed, no boss tweed, no my boss tweed has to be in the top fifty beers. Yeah. They, oh, I, I placed Boss Tweed in my. Yeah. Wait, you I know. And at number one, everybody knows number one, right? KBBS. 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 The thousand dollar beer. Yeah. Juho. Where's Juho? You, you have to rank it number one if you pay that much. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, it, 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 and, and speaking of which, that much trying, so. <laughs> let's, let, let's 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 segue a little bit into secondary markets. You know, are those okay? Uh, we, we'll say that for our next show. Uh, secondary markets, right? Secondary markets. We can talk about it in beer and bourbon. Looks like it is time for our second episode to wrap. So thank you for joining the Brews Brothers once again. We look forward to our next episode. Shout out to be, Old Nation. Shout out to Old Nation. Sorry, you wasn't on the list. You're on our list, though. That's right. Always on our list. Drink local. We will uh, be back in a couple of weeks in studio. Uh, so we hopefully will have you all listening again. Thanks for coming out to our all everybody that joined us here at Secreto. And we will see you in a couple of weeks again in Make studio. In the background. Bruce Brothers, that's right. Bruce Brothers coming back for the culture next time.